the first secret is functionality. If we're going to go to someone's home, we have to show that we're functional. We have to have the tools that we need to do the job. Welcome, Welcome. to the Service MVP Podcast. This is where you go to learn how to use pure motive service to create higher value to grow your results. Grow your results. And now, here is your host, America's service sales coach, Joe Crisera. All right, everybody, welcome to the Service MVP podcast. My name is Joe Crisera, America's service sales coach, and I am here today. Uh, I have my great friend back with me again. Rick Picard. Rick, welcome to the program again. I really appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for inviting me, Joe. I'm happy to be here. Well, Rick, today we're going to talk about the three secrets uh, to create high value when you present yourself to your clients. Uh, There's a fact of life, Rick, and everybody should get used to it, that if you're a premium service company, a premium contracting company, uh, that you are going to be more money. Uh, get out of your denial and own it. Take ownership of the fact that it's more money. Rick, uh, should we, why should somebody be proud of the fact that their company charges more? Well, because if we charge more, it's because we're providing a higher level of service. I mean, if you think about it, we're lucky as Americans, right? Because we all know that if you go to a five-star hotel, it's going to cost more, but the service is going to be better, right? If you go to a high-end restaurant, you know, it's going to cost more, but the service and the food is going to be better, right? So we're trained as Americans that, you know, it costs more, good things cost more. So why would it be different, any different for us if we're going to provide high value service? You know, in order to provide high value, it demands more. It demands, it costs more to provide. Therefore, it has to cost more because that's what it demands. Yeah, because service is something that's not just in at the person's house. I mean, there's probably 80% more service that's happening behind the scenes. The, guy, the person who did the marketing, the person answering the phone, the dispatch, the software, the insurance guy, the trucks, the parts, the material, the uh, education and training it takes. I mean, <laughs> there's way more stuff. Uh, I'd say at least 80% of what happens is back uh, before we did the job, right? And I think people right. don't realize that. Uh, the customer's paying for all of that. The customer pays for everything, don't they, Rick? Right, they have to, right? Yeah, I think we all know that instinctively if we get a great steak in a restaurant, that it wasn't the steak we're getting or the actual meat. It's the experience. We have a place, it's a real estate for one thing. We're, you got a place right. on, the, in, we used to live in Providence on Federal Hill, Fe- right? Fe- Federal Hill, yeah. Federal yeah. Hill, yeah. You go up to Federal Hill there and the Capitol Grill, it was in Providence, but the Federal Hill was where they had some right. of the great Italian restaurants up there. And you're going to pay more for those restaurants because it's on the hill, right? And there's some other ones yeah. that are Italian restaurant, it's a couple blocks away would be uh, less money because it's just not on that main street there, right? Would you agree? And I have location? to admit, I went to the Capitol Grill today. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? Uh, you, and your daughter worked at a place on, the, on Federal Hill. You sent me, yeah. what's it called? Cassiri's, I think it was. Yeah. That's it. That was, it was a great, yeah. great, great yeah. Italian restaurant. So, Rick, yeah. what are the three secrets? Number one, uh, tell us the first one to get started to create high value so we can present ourselves uh, in diff- and just make sure that we are going to succeed when the prices are higher because the, 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 there's no secret here. We have to make people think that the solution is worth more than the price they're paying, right? Nobody wants to pay more than the solution's worth. So how do we make the solution seem like it's worth more than the price, even though the price is probably five times higher than our competition? Well, I, I would say the first secret is functionality. 
If we're going to go to someone's home, we have to show that we're functional. We have to have be able to have the tools that we need to be able to do the job. All right. So, for instance, if we're going to offer two um, high, um, uh, premium, two mid-range, and two economy options, we have to have the tools. I'm shocked how many people I talk to can't produce a presentation in a short period of time. All right. So, if both decision makers are there and they're ready to hear information, you have to have the tools to be able to, to make that presentation. Why have what I call the mental equity? You have a certain amount of mental equity, right? And nowadays, that mental equity is getting lower and lower and lower. Right, so to make sure that we're functional enough to be able to take advantage of that time that we have to, to display our, our functionality. Yeah, I guess if the if the customer thinks that it takes like, what's this guy working on with the price? I mean, hasn't he ever done this before? It kind of makes you right. think. Like he's taking like he's got he's got to go home and do it back at the office. Why can't he mm -hmm. give me a price right now? Type of thing. Right. Right? This is this is this was 2022. There's some people don't have a computer to get the price. I mean, uh, right. I could go online and get a price. Right? They're probably right. thinking. Right. So, and exactly. And again, it's a demonstration of high value service when you can do it on the spot, because because if you're there and they have a need and you're leaving. Well, and not giving a price, that's just a demonstration of bad service. Also, good. Yeah, good. I'd also say an, another demonstration of functionality is talking to the right people at the right time. Hmm. Right. We want to make sure that we find out. You know, uh, that all, all the people that have to have access to the information have access to it. That's being functional, right? So, so uh, typically it'd be like the husband says, hey, well, just give me the information. I'll talk to my wife about it and tell her about this thing. And then I'll right. call you back when I'm ready, which is right. pretty dysfun pretty dysfunctional because now you're putting – because now he's the PowerPoint. He's he's running the show. Like he only does one furnace in 20 years probably for himself. Right. Right, right, now right. He, he's, he's running the show, and you do like – uh, 500 you think you sold instead you sold last year or whatever you so, right, yeah. so you do 500 furnaces he does one but he's going to run the show is that is that right. functional it's not functional <laughs> i think and if you could point that out in an effective way he'll see it as dysfunctional when you say joe i really appreciate you want you want you want to do my job for me all right but you know what you, you know uh, i'm i'm sure uh what if julie asked you a question you don't know the answer to right so it would be just very dysfunctional for, for us to do it that way so mm -hmm. I'm going to come back and make sure I talk to you and Julie so I can make sure I have all the solutions. So if Julie has a question, I'm not asking you to do my job. What if they say, you you know, Rick, I mean, uh, all the other guys are doing it where they just email it and let me do it that way. Uh, how do you fight something like that when they tell you that? Well, there's a lot of things that other, other people might do that are they're not good service, but we just don't participate in bad service. So we either do it the right way or we don't do it at all. And that does the functionality. Now you've emerged as kind of like that, man, this guy doesn't even care if he gets the job, he wants to get it done. Right. And I think that's what everybody, you know, I think people like around the whole world, really, not just in New mm. England, but in New England specifically, I think people like, uh, you know, they, they've been around the block a few centuries and they're like, mm. uh, you know, I can, I know when somebody's going to do this right. I can kind of sense it and they can kind of sense that when the, when you're going to manage the project, because we can't manage this part of the project, Rick, uh, how can they trust that any part of the project going to get done? Does that make sense? Right. So important. See, functionality is important all the way through. Like when they call the office and they schedule the appointment, and then they get an appointment, and then I showed up on time. It's all a demonstration of functionality, right? Mm -hmm. And then what you do now is your portion of being functional, but it has to continue on all, all, all the way through the company. Uh, so you got that functionality, the get, being able to get the price, and uh, you know, uh, even the sequence of it, right? You're going to diagnose the system, create the prices, uh, 
tell people the value of the system and then present the price that itself. What about that? The sequence of the call, the the, the functionality of that, because sometimes people, are, they just shoot prices at people first, uh, ballpark price in a way, and then uh, go, oh my God, 50,000, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And then they already kind of shut the customer down. What about putting the information in the wrong place at the wrong time? What do you think of that? Oh, that's deadly, right? Because, you know, we, we want to be able to make the presentation to them so you understand what that 50,000 represents, right? So uh, so you want to reveal that only at the, at the right time. Mm-hmm. Which is after you present all the problems Positive. and the solutions, right. and then you do that. So Rick, uh, that's step, what's number one, is functionality, yep. and the, that kind of emerges as like, wow, this guy knows how to manage a project. He refuses to do it wrong. Uh, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like this guy. Second, <laughs> second, the second thing that creates high value. Number two, what would you say that would be, Rick? I would say that's competence, right? So we kind of got to just we're starting to touch on that a little bit, but I call it telling the story. All right. So when we have uh, these, these options we're presenting, two premium, two mid-range, two economy, telling the story in a way that the customer understand the value of each one and the difference of each one is very, very important. All right, so the, 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 and also we're talking about the talking in a language that they understand. Yeah. Right? Not using trade jargon, BTUs, brands, uh, Sears, HSP, whatever you want to talk about, static pressure, all that, all that stuff, right? If we want to talk in a way that they understand what the value of that is, so that they can they can, they they can see the difference between these the solutions that you're providing them. Yeah, I, I, there's a couple of different things I could think of there. Uh, telling the story. I know that you, uh, of course, you, you, you and I, you and I are famous for telling stories about situations that happened in a home for service professionals. Right. But, but when right. you're talking to your customer, telling the story, you mean that you have to kind of help people imagine uh, owning the solution in a way, and, and how that, how that's going to impact their family with that solution, right? Like, I remember you. I'm gonna. I, I know you have one. You have one on the hopper you got for me. I know you told me about it, but I want to go over one that you really kind of hit me. I, you know, I was down the LG. Uh, training center down there in Florida, talking to those guys. And I did tell them one of your stories. You told me about how, does it really make sense, guys, that we're going to take the air from a bedroom on the second floor, drag it through the attic, and then bring it to the garage, and then heat it and cool it, and then drag it back to the attic again, and then into the room? Why don't we just heat and cool? I think you told me that one time. You ever, is that that like a typical story like that? Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so just in a way they can understand it. So do you think it's more efficient to deliver the energy right into the room or to send it for a long ride first before it gets here, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? doesn't make any sense, right. What about the other thing? You said you had another story about adaptive, well, uh, yeah, uh, communica- you communicating ask, adaptive adaptability. Tell me about that. Yeah, you, you'd ask me, like, what when, when you tell the story, what's one of the things you like to say? And, you know, I, I deal with this every day. You know, first thing is, you know, I tell them a little bit about you know, your furnace is like a catalytic gas pedal. All right. It's zero to 100, 100 to zero. All right. And the, and, and the sad thing is we only need maximum BTUs or heating in this house for very, for actually 33 hours here in New England, hardly ever. All right. Mm-hmm. But your furnace has no adaptability at all. It's just always prepared for worst case scenario. And the bad, sad thing is, Joe, we could get in with a third of the energy 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So. The, the best one, the most premium one I'm going to show you is we call it adaptive communicating. What we're go- and the reason why we call it that, because it adapts and it communicates. So as it gets hotter and colder, we're only going to push the energy as we need it. We can use a third of the energy most of the time. But as it gets hotter, we're going to increase more. As it gets more mild, we're going to produce less. 
If it gets if it's, it gets colder, it's the same thing. All right. So by by adapting and communicating what we need, we're always right sized, which mm -hmm. provides the most comfortable, most inefficient. Now we're giving that car a gas pedal. We're on the neighborhood. Hopefully, we're doing 20 miles an hour, right? But if we need to go somewhere real fast, we have the capability of doing it all. So now it's like having all the different systems that you need all all in one system. That's amazing. So it's like having. Uh, I think people that, that that does. I like the way they use the word energy too. Like because you're because you're putting it that that's what we're using and you're using just the right amount of energy at the time you need it. Because then it, otherwise you don't gotta you know say you know, hot and cold air and things like that. It kind of yeah, yeah. it down to too much. But I see that verbal packaging that's there too. Is that part of the uh, about that uh, competence and that verbal packaging there again? Oh, definitely. You know, because we're, we're using words that the customer understand. I think everybody can understand what I just said, bring it to the car analogy. And I know a lot of people do that as well. But, you know, making it in a way that, they, that makes sense to them, they say, yeah, obviously I want something that's going to adapt to what my needs. I don't want something that's constant volume, right? It's the all or nothing. Or I don't want a car without a gas pedal. That's dangerous, <laughs> right? So right, they, right, can understand, right. they, they can understand the differences. So it's easy for them to pick in their and see in their mind. And when you're telling the story, you haven't revealed the price to them yet, but they already know they want it. Just because you told a really good story, you use the right verbal packaging and help them understand why this one's so good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's that's great. So in a way, they've kind of already sold themselves on it uh, right. before before they ever saw a price. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think when you do the job right, Rick, would you say it's fair to say that when you feel like you've done this job right and you've diagnosed the customer, you've showed your functionality, you've showed your competence, that it that's definitely uh, something that you kind of feel like, man, I, I can't see how I could lose the job in a way. What does that do for your confidence? Because uh, yeah, confidence is an impo important element. What does it do for your confidence when you got those two elements side by side going into the presentation? Well, that's it. I think functionality and competence, it has to increase your confidence, right? You know, it's kind of funny. I had uh, someone do some ride-alongs with me, and they said to me, it's kind of funny. Every person you talk to seems like it's a laydown. Like at the, at the end. And so I, I, I actually rode with uh, someone from uh, John Wayne, uh, uh -huh. Carlos. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I said, Carlos, we sold 350,000 that week. I said, uh -huh. Carlos, um, why wasn't I laid out? How many guys did, did the contractors did he have at the house before me? He said there was four. Well, why wasn't I laid down for the other four? Why wasn't I laid down for me? I said, because we're so functional and competent that the next natural thing to do was to buy. Because they're so different than everybody else. Hmm. That, that's that's amazing, uh, and that's a sounds like a great week for a ride ride along, right? It's too bad. Uh, uh, you, you, did you give him a tip or something for making three hundred fifty thousand? I think you actually charged the guy, didn't you? But, you know, but they they gladly paid it because tell you what, yeah. Since since that visit, the, the yeah. John Wayne has grown exponentially. I mean, you that was a that was a life-changing moment for the entire company. And uh, today, now that company sells over 300 employees and they have grown like uh, four times more since you were there only a couple of years ago, but this is the right. You know, right, right, right before the pandemic hit, you know, all that kind of thing you're out there. Rick, uh, now we go to secret number three. And what is that secret to create high value? Yeah, I mentioned a little bit a second ago, differentiation, all right? Mm -hmm. We have to be different. We have to not do what other people are doing, I guess is the best way to put it. All right. Uh, things like emailing prices or only producing one solution or, you know, a funny story. I've had people I, that I heard presented to the nanny. Right. What? What happened? <laughs> yeah. We go back to um, part of functionality is 
is presenting the right people at the right time. I had a guy telling me one time, I, I did a whole presentation for the customer, only to find out it wasn't the customer, it was the nanny. So she, at oh. the end, she said, well, I'm only the nanny. Um, I'm going to give it to the Mr. and Mrs. when they get home. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that. Well, can, can I confess something? Yeah. And one time I didn't, I was, when I was about 24 years old when I was get, just getting into business, I was a kind of a rookie and, uh, my boss told me to go put a water heater in a house and I, I just knock on the door and I said, I'm here for the water heater. And the guy goes, yeah, go on downstairs. It's downstairs. Uh, I go downstairs and I start ripping off the water heater and I go put a new one in. And then he comes downstairs when I'm just about firing the new one up and he goes, Hey, uh, what company are you with? I'm like, uh, and I told him the company and he goes, uh, I talked to my wife and she didn't order a water. I thought, I thought I, I let you in because I thought my wife said to get this. And uh, <laughs> we were we were talking about one. We never got it. We didn't do it. I said, well, this is thirty six ninety nine Hutchinson, right? And he goes, no, this is thirty six sixty nine. The the nine fell over and it's like, oh no! And oh. I had the wrong <laughs> wrong house. I never even he the guy never stopped me. And I guess what? It was a free water heater we put in. Anyway, so Joe, you think that you think that was you think that was demonstrating <laughs> competence? No, I think uh, well, they got a free water heater. If that's if I was trying if I was trying to, if I was trying to give away free water heaters, then yeah, did a it perfect was, job. <laughs> I aced it on that one. <laughs> well, the differentiation, obviously, and that is that's not the right kind of difference, right? We're trying to get right, right. obviously emailing things like that. I remember one time you told me a story about a a woman whose husband passed away. You did something there where you put the brakes on that opportunity, and that's what sold it. Tell me about that differentiation there in that time right well i had a, a a customer that was really nervous because she said my husband usually takes care of these things and you know he's passed away you know first of all i you know i i wanted to see how she was doing and he, you know how are you handling that how long are you married well we were married for 40 years and my husband was a, was a giant fan so how are you doing how are you hand how are you holding up well it's really tough because i never really did these type of things I says, well, I do these type of things all the time. So I'm here to help you to make sure you make the right decision. So I'm going to make sure I give you the most premium economy, a, a, a mid-range and economy options. I'm going to explain all the difference to you in a way that you understand. And then I'm going to help you decide which one you think is right for you. And the end of it, what, Rick, what happened at the end? Well, she ended up buying a new system that was right for her. And that's great. Well, that's good. And every and you got a customer for life. And uh, right. you know, isn't it funny that the people who who see this, the uh, you know, this functionality, the competence, and the differentiation—that's better differentiation, not the one where you put the water heater for free. But you know that they see this stuff and it emerges like trust, right, Rick? Uh, how many times do people say that to you? What are some of the famous words that people say? How, how do you know you've established trust? What kind of words that people say to kind of make you feel like they do trust you there? Well, they, I think there's a point. And the, the point is, if you look like everybody else and you're more money, it's the kiss of death, right? Mm -hmm. the, the reason you're more money is because you, you provide a better service. I have customers tell me all the time, you know, the reason I bought from you, you're the only one who gave us all these options. The only one who showed us the adaptive communicating system. The only one who showed us the, 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 um, the statistical radio quality system. The only one that offered all this different, I can't write a check warranty. The only one who did this, right? So when I hear that all, every day, I hear that, then you know you're being different than everybody else. And then you can create greater value because you are actually creating greater value by what you're doing. I think value is created by actions and not just lip service. Rick, was that a, right. fair, is that a fair statement too? Absolutely. And I guess that's my point. So if you just want to give lip service and say, yeah, well, we're more money because we're better, but you're not demonstrating functionality or competence or differentiation, 
then it's not going to work because it shouldn't work. You don't deserve it to work. You got to prove it in a way. Wow, right. Rick. You know what? As usual, it's our second time we've done this. And just like the first time, I, I can't believe how fast 20 minutes goes by just listening to a joke for Sarah and Rick Picard. We should have our own radio show and people should pay us a lot of money <laughs> for that, I think. And so we could just relax and tell stories, you know? It's fun, isn't it? Well, Rick, thanks a lot for being here again. I really appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me. Well, my pleasure. And so, Rick, uh, and anybody who wants to hear more from Rick and I, uh, we have overtime over on Service MVP. And you're welcome to join Service MVP. All of you are invited to come in there. If you'd like uh, to check it out, come and uh, go there and, and look at it. It's $50 a month if you buy it on a monthly basis or $35 a month if you buy it for the whole year up front. And of course, we also uh, have our live training at tisummit.com. That's tisummit.com. You come to a total immersion service summit, which Rick came to before himself. He's been involved with that many times, and he's one of our best referral partners. So he does a lot of referrals for me. And Rick, I guess I owe you that, uh, thanks for all those referrals. Thank you so much. Well, I tell you, you changed my life, Joe. Uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without, without your help. And like I would say, there's nothing better than changing someone's life for the better. So I, I thank you for that. Well, thank you as well. You've changed my life for the better too, Rick. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next podcast. Everybody have a great one. Nice, nice seeing everybody here. We'll see you next time. Bye.